Welcome to Season 6 of Fiber Trainers Podcast, Episode 3, published on September 19th, 2023. We are part of the com network of podcasts. This episode, we'll be talking with Annette Evans about a new endeavor that she is doing. Sit back and relax for this week's interesting episode designed to help your training business. This episode is also brought to you by friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. All certified instructors can apply for FTA coverage, and listeners of this podcast can get 10% off their membership by entering FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by the Range Tech Shot Timer. A shot timer is a critical tool to measure performance, and no credible fire instructor hosts a class without one. Range Tech Timer is both the most affordable and most feature-rich shot timer on the market. Connected via Bluetooth to a tablet on the firing line to simplify recording times and sharing them with your students. Range Tech also features Bluetooth integration with Practice Score and built-in auto scoring based on USPSA, IDPA, multi-gun, or steel challenge scoring schemes. Learn more at rangetechtimer.com. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Annette Evans. Welcome, Annette, and thank you for coming back on the podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me back on. I'm excited to be here. And for those that don't didn't listen to our first episode we did, can you give us a little bit of your background on what you do in the firearm industry? Sure. My name is Annette Evans. I have been shooting since the late 20-something uh, probably about 2000, uh, probably about 2006, 2007 is when I picked up my very, very first gun. I started competing in about 2010 and had a career in competitive shooting, I guess you'd call it, shooting primarily USPSA, IDPA, and three gun. Um, and in somewhere in that period, I decided to take a little detour into the world of combatives and defensive shooting and have since picked up a lot of training hours with the Shipworks Collective, a lot of other related people doing stuff in the firearms only world, such as with Gabe White and, you know, having taken the entire uh, Craig Douglas curriculum by this point. I've also started training in some of the ancillary fields to firearms. So I am a pepper spray instructor under Chuck Haggard, and I am a Brazilian jiu-jitsu purple belt now. Good. Very good. So you got a lot of background there because uh, one thing we want to talk about tonight is uh, you've kind of uh, ventured out literally on your own uh, with a new website, with new uh, brand called On Her Own, and want you to kind of give us what was the idea behind it um, with all your experience? Why do you th- what was uh, the purpose behind creating your own brand? So On Her Own came out of the realization at a I call it kind of a low point in my life. I was recently divorced. There's some family problems, things like that. I was literally out there on my own as a woman, you know, with my first solo apartment in literally decades and, you know, wondering how I was going to navigate. And I realized that in the firearms industry, in the self-defense industry, we tend to think of women as someone's something. You're somebody's wife, you're somebody's mother, you're somebody's sister. And I wanted to ask the question of what happens when you don't have those traditional support structures, when you don't have that identity as somebody something. So on her own grew out of those questions of, you know, if when it comes to self-defense, sometimes we think about the mama bear, for instance, mm-hmm. why do you carry a gun? You carry a gun to protect your family. Well, right. what if you don't have a family? 
why can't you carry a gun to protect yourself? Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about that. And then I started thinking about all these other things that went into how do you live a safe life, a protected life on your own? So, you know, safety isn't just about, can I protect myself from the shadowy guy in the alleyway when I'm walking to and from work, you know, to the parking lot, to the subway, something like that. As a woman on my own, dating for the first time in mumble mumble years, dating safety is a thing, right? How do I stay mm-hmm. safe when I'm meeting these random dudes on the internet? Mm-hmm. And that, that's not quite the same problem. And then I realized, you know, I have this crappy little apartment, you know, on the sort of okay side of town. How do I stay safe there? How do I do things like find somebody to feed my cat when I travel? None of my friends are local. I don't have a family member to ask. I don't have a partner who's living with me who feeds my cat. And then my car breaks down or I have a flat tire. How do I deal with that? Mm -hmm. How do I deal with my finances? Because you know what makes you really, really unsafe? Is when you're homeless because you couldn't figure out how to pay rent. Yes, I agree. So On Her Own became this whole place. Like I call it a space where we can explore, we can learn about how do you navigate the world solo? Mm-hmm. Because it grew out of self-defense and self-protection because that's what we worry about as women. But it became all these other things that went into what does it mean to survive and thrive while you're on your own? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, a lot of what you've got on your website, a lot of what you talked about, I think pretty much applies to almost anybody who's on their own that doesn't have a support structure who are, you know, goes to work and, you know, or maybe they work from home, but they just don't have the standard uh, structure to be able to go along and ask somebody for some help. Because let's put this way, if if I've got to change a tire at, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm not going to like it. You know, it's going to be risky (laughs) for me, different things along those lines, because, you know, I'm going to pull off as far as I can on the road, do those kind of things. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy, I can do those lug nuts, but I can tell you there's been more than one lug nut in the world where I wasn't sure I was going to get it, get it off. And even if you're, even if you're waiting for the AAA guy, um, you know, what do you do during that half hour or hour while you're on the side of the road and doing those types of things? Because, you know, when you, uh, when you go along. And you look at like uh, John John Farnham. You don't go out at stupid times doing stupid things with stupid people. And so sometimes it's fun, so you do anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just one of those things where you know, two a.m. in the morning is one of those times when stupid things happen. And even if you've got a legitimate reason to be out, you've got to you've got to be prepared uh, for whatever you know potentially could happen uh, as you're waiting for AAA or as you're you know going along and and outside changing your own tire. Um, you know, it's it is a uh, crazy world out there sometimes and you've got to be prepared for it because even as big as i am you know there's there's been times when there's been some shady stuff going on and you know i mean annette you've seen me i'm can can be kind of an imposing guy but at the same time being imposing also goes along can make make you target as i tell people because you know somebody wants to have kudos taking down the big guy right well (laughs) i don't want to be that big guy you know i've got to prove myself Yeah. And here's the thing, like, I was thinking about it when I started on her own as a place for, you know, really, I have no support structure that normal people think about, right? Um, But everybody has that moment. Certainly, every woman has that space of time in their life when they're on their own. So even, you know, 
a woman who got married right out of high school or college, has three kids and a husband. Well, her husband's going to go on that one business trip and is out of town for three or four days or a whole week. Mm -hmm. Or she's got to go grocery shopping with the baby. At that very moment, her support structure isn't right there with her. So it's the same problems, right? Maybe it's a little smaller scale. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, I went on a road trip and I got a flat tire three hours away from my closest friends and family, but what do I do then? Well, and you can also take it a few years down the road when they're empty nesters and her husband passes away and now she is, you know, senior citizen and, you know, it brings up different vulnerabilities there. And if it never occurred to them about self-defense or how they can defend themselves, how they can, you know, strengthen their, uh, you know, their defense at home, those, those type of type of activities, you know, it can be a real, real eye opener for them to say, I got to worry about locking all the doors. I got to worry, you know, look in my car, you know, somebody's not going to go along and, you know, as simple as, you know, check my oil, you know, my car, you know, just little things along those lines. And again, like you said, it's, you know, if the kids all move away to another city and you are empty nester widower, all of a sudden you've got to make, uh, you know, what do you do about changing tire or what do you do if somebody, if you got a knock on the door, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night, you know, it could be a friend or it could be, you know, a ruse. And those are the things to where you've got to develop a keen eye to, you know, figure those things out and how you're going to defend yourself. Yep. And it's, there's just so much to it. One of the ways that on her own has been challenging is there is so much. Mm Mm-hmm. To it, And all I can do is kind of chip away at what's on my mind and what's on the mind of my followers of, well, how do I stay safe in this situation? You know, one of the uh, articles I've had on the back burner for a little bit too long now that I really need to get back to is um, the elevator in the parking garage. Mm-hmm. Some guy decides that, you know, that they want to slip into the elevator or they're waiting at the elevator lobby with you. Or they want to slip into the car after you. What do you do? And sometimes we just need permission to be like, man, I forgot something back at the office. I got to run and go get it. You take the elevator. I'll be back later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, or just be rude, you know, yep. stay back, leave me alone. You know, those types of things, because especially. Sick. Yeah. Don't get on this car with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, from a, from a female perspective, you know, they're you know, culturally we're taught to be very nice and polite and doing things but at the same time when it comes to your safety you've got to you've got to switch gears and really make you look uh, uh, an unattractive target for them to mm-hmm. tr- to try things and yep. parking garage not a whole lot of people around uh, elevator enclosed area it's uh, you know s- some bad situations there you, you know even going along and you know taking the stairs You've got to weigh the options because in stairs, you all of a sudden, you know, are coming out one door and going in another door. Who's in, who's in the stairway? You know, that's, Let me tell you uh, one of the scariest scenarios I ever did when I did our movement and structures with Craig, Craig Douglas. Stairways. Stairways are terrible. I hate stairways. I would almost rather be in an elevator. Not by mm-hmm. much, but... <laughs> Yeah, but, I know. but you know, that's just an example of like the so many different things. Um, and that's just the safety stuff. You know, there's also the life stuff when you realize you don't have those structures or you haven't had those structures. I remember one time when I'm, I realized I needed makeup for some event and I needed to, you know, put myself together, look pretty and all that in a more adult way than I normally manage. You know, I who live in like graphic t-shirts and leggings, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
nobody taught me how to do this. Now what? What do I do? I, I, I ended up throwing myself at the mercy of the local Mac makeup store. I just went in and be like, hi, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is what I'm, this is the event I'm going to. Here's my budget help. But, you know, what do you do when you don't have that? Or try to figure out my personal finances all by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, most of us probably have an idea of, well, you need an emergency fund. Okay, cool. I funded my emergency fund. I was very, very fortunate. What do I do with the rest of my money? Who's going to teach me that? Mm-hmm. And it might not seem mm-hmm. like traditional self-defense because it's not, I'm worried about a stranger attack or I'm even worried about domestic violence or I'm worried about somebody breaking to my apartment or my house. It's still, you know, part of being secure and safe in your life and part of being able to live your life when there's nobody else to help you. And you yep. have to find that help yourself. Financial security. If you've got, if you've got the financial means to, you know, buy a gun, buy the ammo, take the training, you're in better shape than if you don't have the finances. And at the same time, if you've got finances, then you can budget, maybe you can get a little better apartment or you can buy a house, you know, in a little better part of town, or you can go along upgrade the locks to be a little bit, you know, tougher than just your normal, um, you know, Home Depot kind of locks. And that's where that's a very good point that, you know, we talk about, you know, financial freedom, but, you know, with finances, uh, that is the driver that, you know, helps us do everything else. I mean, when it comes to, you know, our cars, I mm-hmm. mean, we get cars that can, you know, have the garage door opener built into them, gra- cars that will, you know, automatically drive themselves, all that kind of stuff. But if you don't have the finances, none of that stuff is going to, is going to matter. Yep. So I haven't gotten to all of it yet and on her own, but that's certainly the direction that we're headed because Mm -hmm. it turns out that safety goes well beyond, but how do I walk down that street at night? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's where, you know, the topics that you've uh, talked about with, you know, unarmed self-defense, you know, grappling, uh, Mm -hmm. going along and, you know, having pepper spray, you know, those types of things that takes you know, some money, take some time. Um, and you know, here's the, even, you know, one that popped my head as we're talking about doing all this training and ability, you've got to be able to have the uh, physical ability or know what your physical ability is so that you don't get yourself caught in a situation to where you can't win. You know, if you ever get in a fight, it should be one, you should only choose the fights that you can win because otherwise you're going to, it's going to, you know, leave a mark as they say. Yeah, it's the, the whole physical piece is really hard. I'm, I, I've been trying to do some research. I've certainly gotten a lot of anecdotal evidence. Looks like a lot of attacks on women are hands-on, whether they're stranger attack or some form of known person, intimate partner or something else. Mm-hmm. And given that and the times that I've spent in extreme close quarters concepts, ECQC and related classes, you know, like having a gun is part of an answer. But it's not always the answer. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the answer if you can't carry a gun for whatever reason. Maybe you don't have the money for it yet, or it's not legal where you are, or you're not comfortable with it, and that's perfectly okay. So, but even if you have that gun with you, you got to get to that gun. Mm-hmm. And then what? Mm-hmm. And then how? And, and then even if you have the gun, and you can get to the gun. Not every situation is something that you can or want to solve with a gun because the power of a gun is that it can result in lethal harm to another human being 
Right. Right. That, that's how we stop bad people from hurting us. Sometimes, for whatever reason, we don't want to do that. Maybe we're personally squicked out by the idea of killing another human being, no matter what they're doing to us. That's okay. That, that's between you and whatever deity you believe in mm-hmm. and your mirror. Like, I, I have no opinion on whether that's right or wrong. Or maybe, um, again, it's somewhere that's not legal or it's a time that's not legal for that. Pepper spray is great for that. Or maybe it's somebody that you just really, you know, Thanksgiving gets really awkward if you have to shoot a relative. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Maybe well, you want uh, other uh, options. <laughs> you know, I, I bring this up all the time when talking about legal use of force. You've got to really go and, you know, have that deep thought because you can have a, you know, 20 year old hell's angel person attacking you. And I think most people go along and says, you know, I, you know, I'd have no problem at all defending myself, but then you go along and what would you do if a 12, 13, 14 year old kid was there pointing a gun at you? You know, could you, you know, would you do it? Could you do it? And, you know, could you live with that person in the mirror? And that's where having other options, because obviously you know, kids that young probably don't know what they're truly doing. You know, the power that they're Hopefully. holding in their hands, um, you know, they might have been put up by, you know, an adult to do something along those lines. And you sh- I hope, you know, maybe there'd be an alternative to be able to do that. That's where open hand skills, pepper spray, those types of things, you know, are, are you know, can can be lifesavers you know literally for both yours and and theirs from that standpoint yeah i mean they give you options and and they give you alternatives and then they give you you know maybe you do want to shoot them and you're legally and morally justified and you're like i can't wait to look myself in the mirror and see that i did this because i survived this horrible attack Mm -hmm. but what if you can't get there for whatever reason Mm -hmm. what 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 what's your plan b and what's your plan c yeah so that's well, one of the reasons I think so hard about all these other skills that go in. Well, one of the things that always comes into play, you know, you've taken it with uh, e- e- ECQC is, you know, if they're 21 feet away, guns a really easy option because, you know, come in closer and, you know, I will shoot. But then when they get closer to it, having your gun out becomes almost a liability because they can grab it. And once they grab it, you don't have control over it anymore. They can literally control where the muzzle's pointing. So even if you have the ability to squeeze the trigger, you don't have the ability to point the muzzle because that they're at the end of your arms. So you got to bring it back in and all of a sudden it becomes a wrestling match over a gun, which uh, makes it extremely difficult also. And yeah. you know those are things where you don't you don't like to you know if the person's got a knife if the you know all these different options and just having having a broad tool set to be able to reference you know even from the standpoint of if you see something and you can run really fast that could be a valuable tool set or or maybe Again. you know you've been able to work your way through the managing unknown contacts strategies and mm-hmm. you're able to in the way that you're verbally managing them. Make them decide that you're a bad idea and you never have to use any of this at all. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a wonderful day? Yep. Well, that's what they always go along and say when it comes to self-defense. It's so hard to quantify it because the only thing we can count definitively are the times when there's been a self-defense uh, you know, shooting, you know, action of police report by it. But if somebody's able to go along and deter somebody, 
that's never really recorded and you never really, you know, can say, oh, you know, that person avoided this or avoided that because you never know what could have happened. It's, yeah. you know, you, you can only do it for anecdotal evidence saying I was approached and they left me alone because I did something to deter them. Or maybe they just left you alone and you'll never know. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things that you do and are and the way you act, they may be deterred before you even notice that they exist. You know, there's, you can put in a dating profile things that will make people go, you know what, this is a bad idea. You know, this is not somebody I can victimize. And I can't say, you know, there's no magic words I can give you to put into your, you know, OkCupid or Match.com or whatever profile to do that. But there is stuff out there that some guy's going to look at or some girl's going to look at and be like, you know what, not today. And you'll never know that you avoided that bad Mm -hmm. idea. Yep. And um, I can honestly say I've been out of the dating market for a long time and I have never used online dating. And I'm <laughs> sure that, <laughs> and I'm I've sure I, 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 I can, I can, I can say this with some, uh, some confidence that probably there's certain things that you don't want to put in the profile because it attracts the wrong person. And then just like to your point, there's certain things you want to put in the profile to, you know, deter uh people and hopefully attract more more of the uh responsible or more of the uh, fun people to go out with versus uh you know the creepy ones yeah i gotta say putting stuff like guns and martial arts in your profile some real creepers come out you'd be surprised like that that is that is not the way to scare people off apparently (laughs) yeah it's uh yeah i've I've heard stories also and that's where you go along I don't know. All, all I can say, meet them in a public place. And if it don't, you don't have a good vibe, just that's it. <laughs> there are other fish in the sea. Yeah. For you know, certain. You, I, you know, I don't know how many doors, you know, knocked, knocked on, you know, go on dates and different things like that. And yeah, you don't want them coming to your house like that, you know, leave them as far away as possible. You know, leave, leave them at the, uh, you know, Starbucks or wherever you're going to meet them at for that, um, short in, interview because i can look like a uh, french model with enough uh, photoshop on the internet <laughs> okay annette you don't have to laugh that hard at me okay <laughs> i'm like that's an amazing filter can i have it <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure the people out there that know that are listening that know me are probably laughing like crazy too you know yeah uh, oh. six four model with no hair yeah <laughs> i mean there's a type <laughs> Could be, mm-hmm. yeah. But it it all goes back to you. There, there's some things you can control about getting bad guys interested or uninterested in you. There's some things that you can't, and you're just gonna have to do the best that you can with it. And having a multi layer strategy to keep yourself safe is kind of the best approach. Like, there's no one thing you could do. If there was a magic bullet or a magic strategy or a magic technique that I could package up and teach to people and sell. And like, this is it. This is what's going to keep you safe. Man, I'd be a multi-billionaire right now. I agree. Because nothing agree. like that exists. I can't be like, well, if you do X, then you're going to be fine. You carry a gun. Maybe, maybe not. You can do everything right and everything goes wrong. And that's that's the hard reality. But we can't improve our odds. You know, we can mm-hmm. make it, you know, this will make my life 1% more safe. This will make my life 5% more safe. Where it's going to be like the Swiss cheese model 
Uh, yeah. Well, this this one reduces my chances of you know having something you know go wrong. You know, I get a, a electric or a garage door opener. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't have to open and close my garage door, and that way I can open it, go in, close the garage door, and you know, I'm not worried about somebody coming in behind me. Um, yeah. You know, you know, deadbolt locks. You know, all these things, which comes back to your one point about you know financial security to where okay, yeah, you know, have the emergency fund, and also you know prioritize you know which one would be best i mean it would be great to go along and have a fort knox style house where you know nobody can make it in but most of us are going to go along and say well you know that's nice but maybe i'm going to put deadbolts on first and then i'm going to go along and and do it this way and next year i'll get around to you know putting the you know hurricane glass film on the doors so that somebody can't break in and easily and it's you know it's just one of these layering approach as you were talking about to try to deter them try to make you just a little bit harder than than your next door neighbor and i always go along when i tell people that sounds kind of cruel but at the same time if your next door neighbor doesn't go along and um you know have a fire extinguisher or you know hardens their house is it your fault that they don't do that i mean you know when the fire starts and they don't have a fire extinguisher to put it out when it's a small one then they they've got to you know wait till the fire department shows up to put out the big one yep and there's a lot to be said for these little layers, even if you don't do all of them, but you do some of them here and there. You know, hey, I, I don't want to be uh, stalked by some weirdo I'd be in online dating. And I like using online dating because it's like that perfect mix between stranger and somebody I kind of know. But like, I don't want to be stalked. So first, I'm going to, you know, have one layer of security of I'm not going to tell them where I live. And then I'm going to have another layer of security of, you know, I'm going to have really good locks on my doors. Then I'm going to have another layer of security. You know, I'll put up a ring cam facing out. It just seems little things here and there. Maybe I don't do all of it. Maybe I even never get around to doing all of it. But that's okay because I've got all these little, and I'm sure we've talked about this with gun safety and other safety areas is like the Swiss cheese. Mm -hmm. So every safety measure that you use is like a slice of Swiss cheese. It'll protect you in some areas and there's holes in other areas. Just That's just the nature. Nothing's perfect. If it was, we'd be billionaires right now. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. then you get another layer, another slice of Swiss cheese. And it has its holes in slightly different places because it's not right next to it on the block, right? So the slow, holes are in slightly different places. And then when you stack them up, you have fewer holes. And then you get another layer, a slice of cheese. And suddenly there's no holes there. But then you get hungry and you have a snack. And some of the holes are back. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. cheese, so of course you're going to have a snack, right? Yep. But the best we can do is kind of keep stacking up these slices of Swiss cheese. Yep. Well, that's training that we take, the um, you know articles that we read in order to you know stay aware of up and coming trends. Um, I was I saw there's the um, I forget what the what it's called. Greg Elfitz had it on his uh, uh, on his newsletter this week where they somebody puts a hundred dollar bill in your windshield as a uh, distraction for you and you know i looked at it and it's like that would be a very just dis- good distraction because i don't think anybody would go along and just jump in their car and drive off um you know that gives some but at the same time if that happens you are opening yourself up to you know all kinds of uh you know potential victimization if you haven't thought about it ahead of time and that's where you know that was something that two weeks ago didn't think about now i think about it a lot um how about and, the whole air tag thing yeah that's, that's another one of those uh great technology but guess what 
bad guys have figured out a way of uh, utilizing it too. That's and that's, at the same a, that's time, a tough. How how many uh, firearms training junkies and uh, instructors do you know who will now fly with air tags in their luggage and in their gun cases? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something I never thought about probably a year ago. Is this extra way of keeping my possession safe? Throwing an air tag in the bag. And now I'm like, I won't go any, I, I won't go on a road trip without putting air tags in my bags. And that's like in my car, all my stuff with me going everywhere with me. And I'm still air tagging my bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never, you never know when something's going to be going to be taken. And, uh, you know, most criminals, you know, they're good, good at stealing stuff. They may not be as good as, you know, finding air tags quickly, you know, before the police, you know, show up at their, you know, locations and stuff like that. Or, or you lose. might just lose it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You leave a bag behind. Where did I leave it this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different uses for it. Um, I'm not a Apple person, so I got to use tiles. I don't think they work quite as well as the Air, Air, Apple Air Tags, but I still like them. You know, they they do a yep, pretty good pr- pretty good job. Thing. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. kind of being aware of both sides of that, right? You can use them to increase your safety, but you sure got to be aware of how they can be used to decrease your safety. Yep, somebody putting it on your car, and all of a sudden they know everywhere you're going. Although I put an air, I had a somebody, somebody drove to an event that I flew to, and I sent some stuff with them. I put an air tag in there. That air tag didn't ping on their phone for like three or four hundred miles. I'm like, huh, that's interesting because it was sitting at your house for a couple of days before you left, and it's it drove with you across like three states, and now you realize it's with you, huh? Well, that's did they have did they have an Apple phone? Hmm. And it just never pinged on their phone until then. And then it did. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm following it all over. You know, I know exactly where it is. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you know, we, we know the techniques for finding an air tag that's not expected to be there. We know they're supposed to ping your phone if a strange one's following you around. But maybe we don't rely on that. We have to rely on other ways of keeping ourselves safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a uh, device that I can use in like hotel rooms and things like that to identify cameras and, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, Wi-Fi devices, things like that that might be transmitting. It's very interesting. I haven't caught anything, but use it and it's it it just gives you a little bit l- extra layer. You know, it's another another slice of Swiss cheese that gives you a layer of uh, protection of insurance. You know, just, uh, you know, my wife always reminds me to make sure I check the beds for bed bugs. And yep. I check the bugs and then I check, you know, look around bugs. the room and see if there are any other bugs because, um, yeah, I don't need, I, they don't need pictures of me. I'll just say it that way. Uh, I mean, maybe they do. <laughs> maybe no. that'll cure them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ned, let me ask you a question. When it comes to everything you've got out there, do you do something for instructors that instructors can, um, you know, bring this to their, to their students uh, and such? So right now, what I've really got is the the resources that are available on my site. All of my major blog, all of my major articles that you've seen on Facebook or other forms of social media are on the website. So they're easy to link, easy to pass around if there's a particular topic that your students are interested in. But I've also got a pepper spray and self-defense resource center. And that's a single web page where I have collected and organized a whole bunch of resources relating to how to how to select and use pepper spray, how to use other self-defense techniques that are relatively basic, um, how to evaluate self-defense products, how to do some very, very basic physical self-protection things that don't require 
weapons or tools of other kinds. Uh, we're going to put that link in the show notes, Rob, I think. Yes, we are. And that's something that you are welcome to pass around. I don't charge anything for this. I will never charge anything for the resources that are on that page. So it's some one a one-stop shop that you can send your students and your followers to for all of this information. And I do add to and update it regularly. Nice. Do you uh, travel if uh, instructors are interested in hosting you? I don't right now, but more to come on that. Okay. That is certainly something that's in the plans. I am putting together a couple of classes right now. So I'm hoping to bring them to market. And I'm not going to commit to a timeline because we all know what happens when you do that. (laughs) But please keep on me for that. It is absolutely coming. Mm -hmm. Because I think this would be a a very interesting class with your experience, with uh, your skill set to, you know, make it a women's course, make it a, you know, you know, singles, uh, kind of course. So people realize, you know, how to, how to harden their apartment a little bit, how to go along and help them in their travels and also how to navigate the online dating scene. And the other thing I'm looking at doing, and again, this is a, I'm not going to make promises on timeline because there's so much that goes into is an on, is an online class. So that's something available for you, for your students, for your loved ones. Of here's here's some modules that you can watch, that you can do some exercises in to help you in those areas where you might not be able to make it to a class, but you could listen to a little bit here and there in your free time. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I love podcasts, love those kind of training courses because you can uh, listen to it and. Uh, do something else and come back and listen to it again to pick up the pieces you might might have missed the first time or reinforce what you heard the first time and uh it's just i really like digesting things that way really really neat that's the hope well net we've got the question of the year here for season four what would you like everybody to remember you for once you pass away that's such a hard hard question and there's so many directions you could take with an answer for that. But I think ultimately, I, I want to be uh, want to be remembered for being a good friend. I want to be remembered for being a good friend to the people who I love and who love me. Very nice. Very nice. We'll put that in the show notes too, because uh, in season six, we're collecting all those. And uh, it'll be very interesting when we get done with season six to see what everybody's uh, thoughts and are, are along those lines. And uh, as instructors, got to think about how we're passing it along and, uh, you know, how are we influencing the future? So that's good. Well, Annette, where can people find your website and uh, and other resources if they're interested in them? So my website is onherown.life, and you can find me on many, many forms of social media, primarily Facebook, Instagram, a little bit of Twitter, once in a while, YouTube, and my handle on all of those platforms is onherownlife. Try to make it easy for all of you. And if you can catch me on any one of those platforms, there's probably a link to my link tree that has everything. Nice. Very nice. And those will be in the show notes. So that nobody's got to pull over and write those down as they're driving and, uh, please use them and, uh, check them out because you got a, you got a lot of good resources there. Um, I was looking through them and a lot of the people you, uh, quoted classes you've taken from have been on the podcast previously. So, uh, quality people there, very quality. 
And I sure hope so. I've spent a lot of time with them and I certainly believe in what they have to teach. And that's why I try to pass all along, whether it's, you know, the soft skills or the hard skills. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, Nett, thank you for your uh, time tonight. Um, good luck uh, with uh, On Her Own and look forward to seeing uh, bigger and better things uh, down the road as you build out that platform and build out your uh, repertoire of uh, information there. Thank you so very much. I'm excited to see what's coming uh, for On Her Own and where you keep taking this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see you too. Four years and we're still going strong. So stay safe. <laughs> stay safe. That's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found the information informative and don't forget to share it with a friend. Help us help more instructors by giving us a five-star rating in your favorite podcast app. This helps other instructors find our content and know that it's quality content. If you're searching for information to help your business, don't forget to use our website at farmtrainerpodcast.com and use the search box in the upper right-hand corner. If you have questions or suggestions for me, feel free to email me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsor, Specialty Farm Trainers Association. Check out their instructor insurance. One great benefit I find from them is unlimited certificates of insurance. If you train at multiple ranges, you know that that can cost you every time you get a new certificate of insurance. They do not charge at all. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every farm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.